Have I hit record yet? Uh, let me have a look. Oh, yep, no, oh, shit, we're recording. Okay, cool. Uh, let me just do the intro music. Oh, yep, there we go. Rock on. All right, guys, welcome. Uh, my name's Shano. I'm the Bogan Life Coach, and uh, I'm uh, really, really excited to do another one of my podcasts today. And, uh, you know, I want to keep up the uh, the momentum of uh, interviewing some really heaps sick coaches that are out there doing their thing. Uh, there's a lot of people out there from various backgrounds doing different stuff. And, uh, you know, as many of you know, I started my journey with uh, Tony Robbins in the uh, second half of 2019. And since then, I've been on a journey of self-discovery, and uh, I've certainly learned that uh, I can't do this all by myself, and there's some people out there who are really, really crushing it and doing uh, a really good job, and uh, the person I have with me today is one of those people, and her name is Gail Lawrence, and Gail Lawrence is a uh, high-performance coach. Welcome to the podcast, Gail. Oh, thank you, Shano. Most welcome. Look, um, let's just uh, let's just dive straight in, shall we? You you, you strike me as a very uh, straight shooting individual, who likes to you know get into the weeds and get in, get to work straight away. So, uh, and I'm a bit like that myself. Uh, the boy, the boys on the construction side always comment about that. So, um, look, why don't you just uh, tell me a little bit about your journey? Um, you know how you got into coaching itself, and um, you know what led you to becoming a high performance coach. What's that all about? Mm. I started as a nurse in my background. Right. So I worked in acute mental health with people in crisis. I used to be the one that would go out with the police or when things had really got very difficult for individuals. And I always felt like I was getting, if you like, there too late. And way down the track in their journey. And I was got s- extremely curious about coming in earlier and really making a difference in, in people's lives to give them, you know, a, a choice and a choice that empowered them rather than subscribe to them. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in Logan on the south side of Brizzy and uh, I've certainly seen a lot of the kind of thing you're talking about there. You may have even uh, rushed to the scene of, you know, one of my mates back in the day. But, um, look, so that's a really interesting uh, start, I guess. So how did you go from, um, you know, talk me through the process of how you made the decision, I guess, to get out of that world that you were in for how, how many years were you doing the, the nursing gig? Uh, over 30 years. Over 30 years? Oh, God, you didn't look a day above 35. How did that all fit? Oh. <laughs> That's so kind of you, Shano. Oh, <laughs> straight from the heart. Um, so ha- what made the decision to go from uh, doing that for three decades and getting into coaching, like, aside from what you've already shared? Well, funny enough, you mentioned Logan. I used to actually go down there quite a lot for my work. No way. So it's a, it's, a, it's a surprise we never crossed paths. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think maybe we did, but anyway. I was <laughs> so um, when I, I was in Victoria, I was out at two o'clock in the morning driving back and my kids were young and I started to think well, something's got to be different. Can I do something different? Can I make a change or a difference in the way that I work with people? Because uh, nursing gives you the privilege of seeing people at their low points as well as seeing people at their high points. Mm. And when I decided to change, I moved back from Victoria, in, back here to Brisbane. And then I started, I was at doing my master's at the time, of which my university lecturer thought I was crazy. He thought that I was um, giving away a very, what would you say, promising career right. to move into something that didn't have any regulation attached to it. Mm. But I did anyway. And I went and did some training courses that took um, a little bit longer than yours. They took a year. 
And I did that over that year and then I went on and did further studies in the States and uh, sought out mentors and then continued to develop my business from there. Well, I mean, so the eight-hour online module course that I did in life coaching uh, doesn't really count too much. Is that, is that just the start of the journey? Is that what you're saying? Um, that might be like a first date, Shano. Right. I thought I was knocking it out of the park just on the back of that. Um, right, okay. You've, um, you've opened up a few ideas for me there, that's for sure. Um, but please, please continue. I mean, it's an outstanding story so far. <laughs> so in high performance, the reason I had a wellness background but I've combined the two. So I look, really identify myself as a holistic performance coach, mm. which means that I take all the elements of you and see how they work together. So we all think, we all feel, we all do. And we all have the way that we communicate. We have so many aspects of ourselves and we need to get them into alignment or into sync so that we can perform at our best. Because most people are taken off by having no energy. They've got great ideas. Yeah. No energy to get there. Maybe yep. you've you've seen some of some of those people like that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, my journey kind of started serendipitously, uh, if I pronounce that right. But um, you know, I ended up at uh, Unleash the Power Within uh, with Tony Robbins by mistake. You know, me and some of the scaffy mates were uh, picked up a job down there, and uh, I got locked in by mistake and uh, had to spend the the night and. Uh, Woke up the next day and here's all this, uh, you know, jumping and clapping and positivity and that. And I'm like, far out, this is uh, this is crazy. But I decided to stick around and, um, you know, next four days were completely transformational. I mean, uh, the, the, the person that's sitting before you today is not the same person as back then. And um, I guess, uh, but there's kind of been a bit of a lull after that. It's kind of like a bit of a shot in the arm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a life coach. And I've been doing it bits and pieces. But it seems to me like the journey's a bit harder than I anticipated. Uh, and that's an interesting point because in high performance, some people do, like I se have seen so many go to events and they go, this is amazing and I'm, I, I'm so energised, I'm so excited about this, but they actually have no vision for it. They're not clear about where they want to go. And you start to realise that all this takes effort, a little bit more like training for a longer, more intense period to really refine your craft. Because those that are deemed high performers are those that will outperform other people over time because they have consistent, persistent action over time in line with where they actually want to go. So what? what's your advice for someone sticking to it? I mean, that sounds pretty damn sexy, the stuff you're talking about there. I mean, that is a process and that is an idea. But what what compelled you? What made you be able to stick to a system like that? Like, how do you... How do you separate the wheat from the chaff? How do you separate, you know, the urge for Netflix and um, Uber Eats from that kind of stuff? Uh, well, I'd have a question for you, Shano. So what is the reason that really attracted you to be the Bogan coach? Well, I mean, I just know that, this, as I said, come from Logan. There's lots of blokes and blokettes, for that matter, out that way that are, uh, are really struggling and don't really have a vision, you know what I mean? And I absolutely was the exact same way. And uh, I just thought that maybe I could go back and deliver a bit of a message and, 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 and be a harbinger of light, you might say. So I guess that's what got me into it, but it's just, it just seems like the nuts and bolts and the day-to-day -day stuff is a bit harder than I thought. So I'm really keen for your insights on how I can mm. navigate my way through that. How do you feel when you say that, that you want to be the shining light mm. for the people that you know, were just like, are just like you and how you were back then? How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, it um, feels like I've got a sense of purpose. You know, I've been in the scaffolder for quite a while now and um, 
it's kind of interesting what you said before about the university lecturer said that um, you know it's not a regulated industry coaching and it's like well scaffolding is a regulated industry and you can believe me it doesn't mean that all the folks are of a high caliber um, but I guess to answer your question it makes me feel like um, these folks need me but sometimes I just don't feel like I'm stepping up and doing the things I need to do to be able to move them any further along than I am right but if you think about them and you think about what value you could add to them, does that, you know, bring something alive for you? Does that bring an emotion for you that you would find inspires you right now? Well, one emotion is being shit scared, to be perfectly honest with you. That's one emotion that comes up. Um, and there's, a, I guess, a feeling of uh, maybe a loss of connection because, um, you know, it's I love being around the boys and having me posse and me... Me, me, me mates I hang out with, but sometimes when I talk about this Tony Robbins coaching shit, they sort of like, what are you, mate? You're full of shit. Like, what is all this stuff? So um, I'm sort of having torn between two worlds, it feels like almost. Mm. And it was interesting when you said, when you talked Tony Robbins, because as the Bogan Life coach, who are you? Because you're not Tony Robbins. No, that's for sure. Um, someone relatable, uh, Someone who's, uh, you know, come from the school of hard knocks. Someone who's uh, been in the trenches and in the scaffolds, as it were. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe someone who's just one step uh, further along the journey than them. Doesn't have a big ego, but knows enough to help them get back on track. Mm. So that's perfect. And if you worked with someone being one step ahead of them and they got to the same step, you know, to that step, would that be a great day at the office? Yeah. So then think about that. Oh, well, you definitely got me thinking. And uh, what would be your advice for me or someone like me from a high performance perspective? What's my next step? The one is to get really clear about your vision because Bogan Coach just is a label. It's a name. And it's not being somebody else. It's being you, who you are. Yeah. And so that people are attracted to you and to your coaching. Mm. And as you said, you've just got to be one step ahead of them. And Get very clear about that and connect to that, but also not just connect what it's going to provide for other people, but how you feel about it and what it's going to provide for you as well. Mm. And, you know, often that, that's like I do the, the posty test on it. Posty when, test? Yeah, the posty test is when I think about this, would I get up and do the job, whether I'm paid or not, rain, hail, snow or shine? And it's only at that point that I know I'm in the right place. And then you that will direct your focus and your activity in a very different way. But sometimes the rain and the hail and the, and the shine can, uh, you know, put a rain on your parade. Like we can't be on the construction site sometimes when it pisses down rain. And there's lots of things that have come out of the woodworks to knock people out of kilter. COVID-19, for example, and all the other stuff that's happening. So how do you, what's your advice for someone staying the course and uh, maintaining hope uh, despite massive setbacks? Mm. Setbacks are a part of life and that's, that's, the, that's the growth mindset. So in a setback, it's treating setbacks as a learning opportunity. It's the same right now. If you've noticed when people are in high performance mode, they're pivoting. So people haven't been able to do workshops. They've been cancelled. Yep. So now they're going on virtual platforms. That's taking that setback and looking, okay, what can I learn from this? Where do I need to direct it? And staying true to their mission. Okay. So I'm kind of curious, and, and thanks so much for sharing everything so far. Like, what's, 
What's your take on the whole debate about certifications and qualifications as a coach? You know, a lot of people say, well, who who are you to say you need qualifications? Tony Robbins doesn't even have a qualification. He's the biggest life coach on the planet. But other people say, well, you know, uh, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know, know that someone's uh, verified that you actually know what you're doing. What's your take on that sort of debate? I think certification in any industry, like, scaffolding when you go yep. out in the sta- scaffold you have certain things that will maintain the sa- your safety mm. but also the safety of the people that you're working with True. certifications in, in coaching does exactly the same thing right so it means that when i go to see you as a as a coach i know that you have a fundamental understanding of things that are core to the relationship of coaching that you're very aware and that you've committed to that so very early in my career i went to my first um, meeting with credential coaches because i am a mentor for credential coaches and i thought i was in with other credential coaches and i had a person sit beside me and say um oh i'm a coach and i said oh where did you train and and where do you coach they coached at the pub with no training whatsoever and they had no idea what coaching was about so can you get trained as a coach at a pub because that would definitely interest me (laughs) take that as no show no no, Shado, you okay. cannot I get trained at the pub. Yeah, where you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a crack. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a very interesting course if that did happen. But no, Shano, there is no oh, yeah. training at the pub. Gotcha. So it really, it's a, it's a more intense process and it never stops. You, do, you have done eight hours, whatever was in your eight-hour course. Yeah. So How attending UPW doesn't count? No. No, right. Shano, it doesn't count. That's personal. That's called personal development, not coach training. All right, let's just have a quick pause there. There might be some uh, technical issues, folks, but we'll be back in uh, just one moment. Rightio, all things going well. We should be back, folks. Uh, sorry for the technical issues there. I'm still learning uh, how this all stuff works. It's a little bit more complicated than um, what I'm used to, but um, sorry, please continue, Gail. I think we were just talking about uh, qualifications and credentials. Right, yep. Right. yep. So, actually, I brought a gift for you, Shano. Oh, nice. Because I know you're so keen about credentialing and, and you know and being the best you can be as the bogan coach yep, yep. and so you know if i can just sort of reflect some of the competencies for you this you know to give you a little bit of inspiration to maybe move forward Sweet. sounds good um in terms of establishes and maintains agreements how do you go with that um well i mean from my background it was just a case of you'd you'd yell at people on the construction site until they they gave you agreement um I'm assuming that doesn't roll here. No. Okay, so what, what kind of stuff are you referring to? Agreement? We're talking about a, a written contract of oh, okay. service with right. your client and an agreement in terms of how things would actually run in, okay. in the way that you work with them. I've pretty much just been sitting down with a bloke at the pub over in beer and going, do you want some life coaching? He's going, yay or nay. It's kind of been the extent of it so far, but maybe I need to up me up okay. the ante there. So that might have been that bloke that I met years ago. Oh, quite well, could have been. <laughs> I'm joining the dots in reverse. Uh, what about maintaining presence, Shano? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I've always been confused by this one because, I mean, when are you not present? I mean, I've never been succeeding in uh, being in two different places at the same time. I've never time-travelled. Um, when is one not present? We're talking about presence. Presence. Okay, gotcha. Um you might have to uh, throw me a lifeline on this one as well. That's that's your energy, how you show up, or and the qualities that you're going to exude as a coach. Okay. And how you do sit in that present moment with someone. Okay. Um, 
never really put much thought into it. I guess I just roll on with the punches and just hope it all flows and a bit of a she'll be right and I guess everything just rolls that way. Uh, have you got okay, a we better might, idea? We might just go to something easier. Okay. What about the coaching space and, and including active listening? How do you go with that? What's that? Coaching space. Oh. Listening. Right. Um, well, I've always been, all the blokes always say I'm a pretty good listener. Um, you know, I've always, you know, if someone says they're going to do something, you know, do some work on me truck or something and they don't follow through, you know, I always remind them. Um, so yeah. I guess that shows I'm always listening. Um, okay. Um, we, what about the, the space? How do you create a, a coaching space with your client? Well, you know, I always like to put the client at ease. That, 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 I always think, find that's important. Um, you know, I guess just, uh, you know, sometimes they come in a bit nervous. So I always think that sometimes, you know, having a couple of drinks is a good way to just, Calm the nerves a little bit and just sort of. Uh, Do you mean water? Uh, no, but water's often available as well. Okay, Shano. So Shano, and I know that you, you're really committed, and um, I, I'd love to give this to you, Shano. So what do we got? What are we um, with? That's all about the coaching competencies and how you can really excel as a coach. And you know, if you'd like to read over that, and you know, if you've got any questions or you want to continue further, then. I'm sure I can put you in, in contact with someone who can help you through and really unpack those. I feel like I might need this because, uh, yeah, things are things are a bit loose at the moment, it feels. But, uh, thank you so much. This is awesome. You're welcome. So, Gail, look, uh, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. Really appreciate it. Um, look, some folks out there, I have no doubt, are very interested in what you're doing and your journey and uh, where you're heading from here and maybe even want to reach out for help. So how will folks get a hold of you if they, if they so wish? Uh, like most people, the easiest way to get in contact with me is on uh, social media, yep. which would be on Facebook, and that's Gail Lawrence Coaching. Right. It's kind of super easy to find, and they can certainly follow f follow me from there and the work that I'm currently doing. Fantastic. I'll be uh, following you straight after this, and uh, thank you so much for all your insight. And, uh, look, let's um, let's celebrate with a drink at the pub. I, I, I mean, no, we, we won't be doing uh, that. Just, a water. I'll, I'll what cut, about a water? I'll, yeah, I'll just cut that last bit. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just Thanks, Shane. Uh, yep, okay, yep.